Welcome back, bookworms, to Steph's Business Bookshelf. This week, we are talking about the book What Got You Here Won't Get You There by Marshall Goldsmith. Keep listening to find out the 20 things that you need to stop doing. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. It's a Tuesday morning at the time of recording here in Melbourne. It's getting pretty cold. I've done a spin class this morning to warm up and I'm now sat with a nice cup of matcha tea and talking to you about this week's book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Now, it's probably a phrase you've heard a few times and talked about, particularly in learning or development sessions that you may have been to. The book is one, again, that I read a little while ago. I read this earlier in 2018 and a number of the ideas have really stuck with me. A lot of the time, it's just the title of the book that has really stuck with me. And and both from a personal perspective, when I'm thinking about making improvements, changing things, getting different results, or when I'm talking to others, particularly in a coaching and a mentoring capacity. Obviously, as we go through the podcast, as usual, I'll be sharing a few more things about the book that I really enjoyed and who I would recommend it to. But first, as usual, a little bit about the author. World-renowned business educator and coach, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, is the leading expert in his field. His singular ability to get results for top leaders has drawn over 150 CEOs and their management teams to address changes in the workplace. They want what Dr. Goldsmith offers, practical and proven methods. Marshall has written three New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestsellers, Triggers, Mojo and What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Thinkers50 has recognised Marshall Goldsmith as one of the world's most influential business thinkers for the past 10 years. And that's all taken from the website marshallgoldsmith.com. Now, one of the things to note is that a one-on-one coaching package with Dr. Marshall Goldsmith costs around a quarter of a million US dollars, which is quite an investment. And when you see and hear and and read the, the methods that he uses and the the insight that he brings to individuals, it's not surprising some of the results that he has got. A little bit about the book. In this book, Marshall shows you how to climb those last few rungs on the corporate ladder. The corporate world is filled with executives, men and women who have worked hard for years to reach the upper levels of management. They're intelligent, skilled, and even charismatic, but only a few of them will ever reach the pinnacle. As an executive coach, Marshall Goldsmith shows in this book, subtle nuances make all the difference. These are small transactional flaws, performed by one person against another, as simple as not saying thank you enough, which lead to negative perceptions that can hold any executive back. Using Goldsmith's straightforward, jargon-free advice, it's amazingly easy behaviour to change. And again, that was taken from marshallgoldsmith.com. And bonus points, if in that last section you heard my foster cat jumping up onto the sofa. Let's dive into the three big ideas from what got you here won't get you there. And big idea number one is just that. What got you here won't get you there. This is all about the delusions. The fact that we often, as we get more senior and more experienced and the cleverer we are, the more delusional we get. We think that I behave like this and I have achieved these things and therefore A equals B. My behavior has equaled my success. Marshall argues that this is superstitious belief, that correlation does not equal causation and that sometimes our results are in spite of our behaviours, not because of. These kind of delusions and superstitions mean that when we're challenged by others, we're confused. We think, well, hang on, they, they've got me completely wrong. I don't do that. Or that's actually a strength. That's what's got me to this position. We tend to overestimate our contribution and underestimate our flaws. There's a person in the book called Harry who was a very bad listener, 
And he argued that he, well, he didn't want to hear these bad ideas from other people. He just wanted to move things forward. And that's what made him very successful. So again, he was very good at backwards rationalization. And the cleverer we are, the much better or worse, which it depends on which way you look at it, we are at backwards rationalization. We're very good at saying, oh, well, I did that because of these things, even though it has nothing to do with that in reality. So really the big point here is just because you have got to this level of seniority doesn't mean that is going to be the same behaviors and same actions that will take you to the next level to climb those last rungs on the corporate ladder, if that is your ambition. Now, this obviously takes a lot of putting the ego to the side because what you have identified as maybe your strengths or the things that have differentiated you might be the things that could hold you back and need to either stop or change. Obviously, where the ego is involved, it becomes quite confronting. So I really enjoyed seeing how Marshall brings that up with fairly senior, long-in-the-tooth executives who have been behaving that way for a long period of time. So that's big idea number one. What got you here won't get you there. Big idea number two is be selfish to be selfless. The book is very much about doing more for others and putting self to the side and how as you get more senior, you need to think less about your own ambitions and success and more about creating success for others. But, and there's a big but here, Marshall appreciates that to stop doing things or start doing things or change something for these executives, they first need to tap into what's in it for them. And largely people are motivated by power, money, popularity, and status. Even though you might think you're not, you probably are in some way or another. And it's only when one of those is threatened that people will consider changing. And sometimes in the stories that Marshall tells, it's a bit of a perverse effect of that that, cre- that can create the change. For example, one executive was at the, the, the cusp of getting into the C-suite of his, his company. And the thing that was holding him back was his ultra competitiveness and particularly with one other person on the on the executive. Now, that was the thing that needed to change. However, that was also the thing that created the change because he understood that by not changing things, he would then lose because he may lose that position against his competitor to get to that next level. So ultimately, his flaw was also the thing that moved him forward. There was also a, an example in the book about a guy who was incredibly sarcastic and put a lot of people offside. The thing that motivated him to change was realizing that his two kids were becoming as bad as him in terms of their sarcasticness. And he realized that's not the legacy he wanted to leave was these two sarcastic humans in the world who couldn't connect with people. So that created the the need for him to change and be a better role model. So being selfish first to then be selfless can be the thing that is the catalyst for change. I think in a lot of books similar to this, there's a big focus on doing more for others, thinking more about others. The thing I liked about this book was how Marshall really does accept and acknowledge and and use the fact that we probably have to look within ourselves to find a personal or selfish reason to change before we then can start thinking more about others. So big idea number two, be selfish to be selfless. Big idea number three is knowing what to stop. And it's an interesting comparison that Marshall makes because stopping doesn't get much celebration, particularly at work, but it can be one of the most effective strategies to move things forward and to change behavior. Compared to in our personal lives, where if someone stopped smoking, for example, or stopped another bad habit, it'd be really celebrated. People would be very happy for you and and it would be noted and acknowledged. Whereas at work, that's less of the case. But like I said, it can be incredibly effective. I found this quite interesting, particularly in comparison to a more strengths-based approach, which generally involves thinking about your your strengths and using those more. 
So doing more of something, probably adding something in. Whereas this is taking something away or stopping doing something, which in theory is easier because you it's one less thing to do or to think about. But a lot of these things are habits. So again, stopping them can be difficult. There's an example in the book around someone wanting to be a nicer person. That was really the, the, the overall feedback. Now you could create an incredibly long list about the things to do or to change. So start saying thank you more, start sending gifts, start writing cards, start sending nicer emails, all of these things to start, which would be incredibly overwhelming. But instead he boiled it down into just stop being a jerk. For example, stop criticizing others. So this was this is I found quite interesting in terms of how to motivate behavior change by something finding something to stop. And even something as broad as stop being a jerk. I quite like that as well, particularly that example because it creates a good litmus test. When you do something you think is is this a jerk move or am I is this okay? And then you stop that if you decide that yes that is definitely a jerk move I should not do that. The meat of the book is is the 20 common flaws that Marshall has identified. These aren't flaws of skill or intelligence they are just interpersonal annoyances is the language he used which again I quite like and all can be overcome by stopping something. A couple of those 20 include adding too much value so putting your thoughts into every situation even when it doesn't really need you telling people or telling the world how smart you are starting sentences with no but or however which qualifies as a negative qualifier for other people's comments speaking when angry an excessive need to be yourself which i found quite interesting failing to express gratitude not listening claiming credit that you don't deserve withholding information and failing to give proper recognition and like i said there's 20 of them that was probably that was probably about 10 of them you'll see in this this book does make you a little bit uncomfortable because you'll know that you're guilty of some of these things i know for me the adding too much value is definitely something that i fall into the habit of all the time and it comes from a good place a lot of the time but it is an unhelpful habit when you think of the context of helping others be successful on marshall's website which we'll put a link to in the show notes below there are a number of articles and blogs and audio clips and videos where you can read a little bit more about some of those 20 some of them aren't as explicit but there's some really useful guidance on there big idea number 3 was knowing what to stop What I really liked about the book was the permission to be more bold in coaching and for those of you who are coaches or do some mentoring and coaching of others even if it's in an informal role the structures that he uses and the program insights that he he provides is really interesting so for example interviewing everyone that the executive lives with works with getting pretty deep into that person's habits behaviors what what makes them successful but what does everyone else think makes them successful so think about the strengths but also the things that are going to hold them back his ability to hold up the mirror and put really great clear language but also lay it on the table and say hey this is how you're perceived is pretty good and pretty powerful which is something i think we shy away a lot from in a lot of cultures and society throughout the book as well there are some really great questions peppered through which you can use and borrow i certainly wrote down a few of those to to use in the work i do The other thing I liked about the book was just this idea of hope that with the right approach and with a bit of extra courage there is a little bit of hope around influencing really senior people to change. Again, you might not have 250,000 US dollars to to spare or to throw into these things, but some of the techniques done in the right way by the right person and with the right intention can really start to move things forward in your organization and for yourself. There are a lot of people probably listening to this and who have read the book who have 
had that little trigger and thought, hang on, what's what's happening on this for me? How is this showing up in my world? And particularly if you've been maybe passed over for a promotion or a new role or something along those lines, it's a good starting point to start thinking about, well, hang on, what's going to hold me back? And it actually, what has got me here? Will that get me there? He also uses a lot of feedback and talks about how you actually go and get feedback. He also talks about apologizing. When you have had your aha moment of realizing what a bit of, you know, if you're a bit of a jerk, going and apologizing to the people and talking about what you're going to do differently, which is again, pretty bold and does definitely takes a certain, a certain character to be able to do that, but is the, the point of real change, which again, I find quite exciting. So it's a bit of a recap, big three ideas. Number one, what got you here won't get you there. Number two, be selfish to be selfless. And number three, know what to stop. If you've read this book, please let me know. I'd love to hear how you've used it or what thoughts that provoked for you, particularly if there was any uncomfortable ones. All my contact details are in the show notes. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday where I'll be releasing the mini-sode for this episode, which is a question for your team inspired by this book, what got you here won't get you there and how you can use that concept in your team. But until then, and until next time, happy reading.